Hey everyone, my name is Trench Reynolds and this is Real Crime Stories for August 28th, 2021. This show is brought to you by my supporters at Patreon. If you'd like to support the show, for just a dollar a month, you can get the weekly digest version of the podcast. It also helps keep the show and website ad-free and independent, and it also helps improve the content where I'd be able to buy better equipment to record a better podcast. You can subscribe at patreon.com slash trenchreynolds, or just go to trenchreynolds.com. For those of you who'd rather not commit to a monthly subscription, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash trenchreynolds, or if you prefer to donate through Venmo or Cash App, please let me know. Before we get started on today's episode, it involves a story that has been ongoing for over 20 years. It's known as the West Memphis Three. I don't have time to go over every detail of the case, but for those of you who are familiar with it, I believe that the right people were convicted. For those of you not familiar with it, I'll provide a plethora of links to some of my previous posts on the matter in the show notes. You know, I almost didn't want to record this episode. I mean, it's been over two years since I mentioned anything about triple convicted child killer Damien Eccles. I feel by doing so, I'm just contributing to his waning 15 minutes. However, someone just had to stick a microphone in front of him recently, and well, here I am. Sometime this month was the 10th anniversary of the so-called West Memphis Three being released from prison after taking an Alford plea. For those of you who may need clarification, an Alford plea is a type of guilty plea. In other jurisdictions, it's known as a plea of no contest. It means that the West Memphis Three maintained their innocence while admitting that the prosecution had enough evidence to convict them. Again, at its core, the Alford plea is essentially a plea of guilty. And again, for those who need clarification, the Alford plea was the idea of the West Memphis Three team and was not offered to them by the state of Arkansas. So as I said, someone in the media felt the need to stick a microphone in front of the face of the 46-year-old man who has the mentality of a 12-year-old goth girl. Did you know he once moved to Salem, Massachusetts? How edgy! As with any interview with Eccles, it was mostly about him. He talks about how he's still not free from the prison system even though he's traveled to the ends of the globe while being a convicted murderer. He talks about how he still remembers the details of his cell on death row, even though he's been hobnobbing with celebrities for a decade. And of course, he's still wearing his douche goggle sunglasses indoors for his fake light sensitivity from his years on death row. You know the ones, the douchey blue blockers that make him look like he thinks he's Bono from U2. I'd be remiss if I also didn't mention that the interview was conducted by a woman. It seems that Eccles only gives interviews almost exclusively to women in order to garner a more sympathetic slant from the media. I know of at least one national journalist who threw her objectivity out the window to come to Eccles' defense. Also, I've yet to see any journalist, male or female, ask Eccles any hard question about his murders. Most of them just run with the false narrative of the West Memphis Three being wrongly convicted. I've also lost count of how many news articles have called them exonerated. Spoiler alert, they're not. A podcaster is also interviewed for this anniversary piece. The podcaster felt drawn to Eccles after meeting him at one of his art shows. If you've ever seen any of Eccles' supposed artwork, 
It looks like it's not even fit to grace the Tumblr page of some teenage edgelord. But I digress. This caused the podcaster to start their show about how the West Memphis Three were wrongly convicted because, you know, no one has ever done that before. Of course, this podcaster is a woman. Not that there is anything inherently wrong with journalists or podcasters who are women. I would say that the majority of true crime podcasters are women and they do an outstanding job. However, I just find that it fits Eccles' pattern of ingratiating himself with women to elicit a more sympathetic response from their audiences. And speaking of West Memphis 3 podcasts, something about them just came to me today. True crime podcasting really didn't take off until the mid-2010s because of Serial. By that time, the West Memphis Three faithful had already set their sights on Terry Hobbs because of the so-called DNA evidence that actually in no way implicates Terry Hobbs. What they probably don't tell you is about the mysterious Bojangles man that nobody has been able to find in 20 years, or the fact that they focused on Mark Byers as the suspect for years before the DNA evidence came out. Don't even get me started on some of the outlandish theories West Memphis Three supporters have tried to get heard in court in the past. I bet that gets swept under the rug on most of these podcasts. Another thing that I think shows Eccles' desperation to stay relevant is that he actually mentions the victims in this interview. Of course, he doesn't mention them by name, but he says that nothing will bring the three children back. He also adds that nothing will give back the 20 years that he and the other convicted men spent in prison. Again, the only name that Damien Eccles cares about is his own. He doesn't mention the name of the victims who are Stevie Branch, Christopher Byers, and Michael Moore. He also doesn't mention the name of his cohorts who are Jesse Miskelly and Jason Baldwin. Their convictions hinged heavily on Miskelly's multiple confessions, and supposedly Eccles and Baldwin have since had a falling out. So I can understand why he doesn't mention them by name, and he should keep the victims' names out of his mouth just on general principle. The last thing I want to talk about is the accidental destruction of evidence that has happened in the West Memphis Three case. The West Memphis Three team want to test some of the DNA using a new testing method. The only problem is, the evidence is believed to have been accidentally destroyed in a fire at an off-site storage facility. Unfortunately, it's a modern reality that sometimes evidence gets accidentally or not so accidentally destroyed or mishandled. Do I think the West Memphis police intentionally destroyed the evidence? From what I've seen so far, there's no evidence to indicate that. I'm sure there were other pieces of evidence that weren't related to the West Memphis 3 case that were also destroyed, but you won't hear that from the West Memphis 3 sympathetic sources. That's not even taking into account that as far as the West Memphis police and the state of Arkansas is concerned, the case is closed. The right people were convicted and their sentences were upheld multiple times by the Arkansas Supreme Court. To be honest, Damien Eccles doesn't really want to be exonerated in my opinion. Besides the fact that he actually committed the murders, Eccles would lose his wrongly convicted outcast martyr status and everyone who gives him positive attention would go back to their lives. This would leave Eccles alone with his obsessive wife, Lori Davis, with no real way to make an income. Maybe Johnny Depp could make him his abused pool boy. And that's it for this episode. If you want to read more stories like this, you can do so at my website at realcrime.net. 
If you want to listen to past episodes of the podcast, you can do so at realcrimestories.net. Real Crime Stories is also available wherever you get your podcasts. Please consider subscribing and leaving a review. If you have any questions or feedback, you can reach me directly at realcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to realcrimestories.net and leave a voicemail, which could be played on a future episode. Again, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so at Patreon at TrenchReynolds.com or at PayPal at PayPal.me slash TrenchReynolds. If you're interested in crime. Excuse me, if you're interested in any realcrime.net merch, there's a link in the show notes. If you'd like to follow me on social media, you can do so on Twitter at Trench Reynolds. Or if you just want to follow the show and the website, you can do so at Real Crime Net. You can also follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash realcrimenet. And remember, try not to let anyone else tell your story because you are here for a reason. I've been Trench Reynolds, and this has been Real Crime Stories.